Are you sick and tired of ads? Well, this is an ad telling you that you don't need to listen to ads. Stitcher Premium has some of your favorite shows ad-free, like The Joe Rogan Experience, My Favorite Murder, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, and the Marvel original, Wolverine the Long Night. It also includes early access to Stitcher Originals, bonus episodes, comedy albums, and more. Go to stitcherpremium.com and upgrade your account for only $4.99 a month or $34.99 a year. Plus, sign up and use our offer code, CAPED, at checkout and get your first month for free. That's CAPED, C-A-P-E-D, for your first month free. Stitcher Premium. It's like Stitcher, but premium. This episode is full of spoilers and contains some not-so-super language. This is blasphemy. This is madness. Madness. This is Sparta! citizens welcome to the fortress of potitude i'm dave michaels and i'm brian betts and we are the cape podcasters this is a show that sometimes goes in slow motion (laughs) for no reason at all sometimes all the time goes in (laughs) slow motion this episode is directed by zach snyder himself he's in the booth hi zach Hello. Hi, guys. (laughs) We're talking 300 from 2007, right? Ish. Ish. (laughs) Directed by the Zack Snyder. Of uh, Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Martha fame. Dawn of Martha. (laughs) Of Dawn of the Dead fame. Of Watchmen fame. He's been here before. We've seen him. A couple times. Man of Steel fame. Yeah. He's a fascinating director i'm convinced of the hashtag release of snyder cut fame that's never coming out it's it's never going to come out there's no way it's going to be like a jfk thing where everyone needs to be dead for like 50 years before they can release any additional details they still have to do shoots for it for jfk they did that already (laughs) dark we went there like a dc movie that's it that's where we go by zach snyder (laughs) that's right zach quiet (laughs) you've seen this thing before right yeah, a couple times, I think, maybe. At least once. Did you see it in theaters? Uh, I don't think... Yeah, actually, I did. I remember this being like an event movie. Yeah, this was one of the ones reason. where they were like, go see it in the theaters. It's right. unreal. And it was. At the time, it was... In 2007, when I saw it, it was unreal. It was a feast for the eyes. It was. And now... Uh, yeah. What a snoozer. Yeah. Uh, literally. Oh, man. Uh, is this your first? No. You, no. You saw it I in just theaters, said too. It. Yeah. I just said... Did I just say it? I think I don't know. Kind of. I hinted at it. That's yeah. It was implied. Right. I should have inferred it. That's right. From the details provided. Correct. Event movie. That's right, Brian. <laughs> Thank you, Zach. This movie's kind of brutal, isn't it? Uh, a little bit. There's really good parts to it. There's really, really great things in this movie. There's interesting stuff that happens. But I think overall, <laughs> if you look at this thing as a feature film, oh boy. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Let's just get into this Let's thing. just get into it. Hold on. Before we get into it, even, I yeah. want to set up a little bit of history behind this thing. Sure. The quick synopsis is that this is the Battle of Thermopylae. Yeah. This is the last stand of the Spartan 300. Yada, yada. Y'all took history class, right? Do they teach it in history? I don't remember taking it. I think it I might have learned it in Latin. That's ah. where I remember seeing it. The backstory on this thing is that... Oh, boy. Words are going to be really hard here because they know Greek. Greek. 
It's all Greek to me. <laughs> oh, god damn it. Came out early. Battle of Thermopylae was a fight between King Leonidas of Sparta and Xerxes of the Persian Empire. Okay, I'm familiar with those names. Good. Took place somewhere in either August or September of 480 BC. Somewhere in there. At the coastal pass of Thermopylae, or the Hot Gates. Yeah. Which had been ended by the Athenian army, but it doesn't matter. Just doesn't matter. Just history words it's there. Stuff. That were- Things happened. 10 years before, 10 years later. I don't remember. I don't know how BC works. I do. It's just not important <laughs> for this show. So what happened was the Greek force of approximately 7,000 men marched north to block the pass in the middle of, well, it says 480 BC again. Whoever wrote this needed to extend it. Sure. Pretty much like Zack Snyder did. Keep reminding people that it's slow motion 480 BC. Right. Persian army, they had about a million, but they didn't. It's a lot, but they said it, it might was about hundred. They said it was about 100,000 or 50,000. Yeah. So- Think about 7,000 versus this 150,000, let's call it. It's still real bad for the still a lot. for the, the Greeks, if you yeah. will. What this is about is how after the Persians got behind enemy lines, about 300 Spartans and 700 Thespians stayed behind. Those Thespians. And fought to the death. That's it. That's it. They did it. Right. It's a, it's a Greek Alamo situation here. And Remember Thermopylae. That's what they always say. That's Pee-wee's bike is in the basement of the, the Parthenon. <laughs> That's a Greek thing, right? Yeah. I don't know if it's Spartan. Let's talk about this movie. Now okay. that we have a brief background. Yeah, now we know what actually happened. Yep, let's find out what definitely did not happen. <laughs> Dilios tells the story of King Leonidas. Can you talk like Dilios does? I need an example. This is the story of King Leonidas. That was not the impression I was expecting. He has that high-pitched voice that is just grinding. It gets old quick. Real fast. Real quick. Right. We should say this is based off of the graphic novel by Frank Miller. Yes. Very important. Yes, very important. And let's carry on. And continue. Spartan babies are apparently inspected on a cliff for any imperfections. Right. We learn about Sparta and its basic small amount of culture that they want to give to us. Basically, if you pass that first test, instead of being thrown off that cliff, they get to grow up and be beaten by grown-ass men. Right. And then sent into the wilderness at seven years old. Right. This so, is like a like an opposite midsummer situation here, where in midsummer you get the oldies and they jump off voluntarily. And here it's the youngies and they get tossed the they fuck off. They get tossed out. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, Into the baby pit, the baby bone pit. Right, baby bones. How you open a movie. That's how I want to see all my movies opened up. I want to see who's not going to be starring in this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, 15-year-old Leonidas killed a wolf, and I guess he's allowed to come home now. Right, and he drew this wolf into a very small opening uh-huh. because- Exactly. Oh, yep. God. Yeah, he backed slowly yeah. into the, the little cavern there. And, and size doesn't matter in small caverns. Exactly, because he's a big wolf, little, yeah. little boy. So was he out in the wilderness for eight years? Maybe. Before he killed this wolf Who and was knows? allowed home? If we got any character development or backstory of anything besides Baby Cliff, we, we know what's going on here. Baby Cliff, the prequel to 300. Right. Years later, a Persian messenger arrives in Sparta. To request King Leonidas and the Spartans surrender to the Persian god King Xerxes. Let's unpack this scene real fast. Okay. Because it is wild. There's a lot going on. There is a lot going on. And he arrives and Leonidas seems happy enough sure. to oblige him. Be like, you're a messenger. Yeah. Just letting you know, in Sparta, we do shoot the messenger. Just want to put that out there he right He tells him that. Before you say anything. Front Street. Right. Like, put your skulls with crowns away and let me tell you, we've been known. Yeah, this is kind of our thing. And now that I've given you the warning and the disclaimer. Proceed. Proceed. Tell me the bad news. <laughs> Earth and water. That's not news. Those are words. Nope. That's a that's nothing. 
That is nothing. That is two of the five elements from the fifth element. Right. I'd imagine love was there because well, yeah. Lena Headey's in this movie too. Or Hedy? Hedy? Hedy, I think. I don't I don't know. Lena Hedy Lamar. Yeah. Or it could have been Hart if we're going Captain Planet. Could have. We did that one already though. That's true. Good call. <laughs> but yeah, there's this saying about shooting the messenger, and it's it pretty much goes, Don't shoot the messenger, kick him down a giant hole. So King Leonidas goes to this messenger and says, Walk with me. Gerard Butler, walk with me. <laughs> You're doing it wrong. You're doing it out the front of your mouth instead of the side. Walk with me. Perfect. And then they end up walking in front of this giant bottomless pit. You would think. Now, here's the thing. Tiled bottomless pit. Yeah. Is it tiled? Yeah, the, oh, the whole way down. So oh, it was good for them. You're right. That's right. right. They got the Greek Bob Vila to get in there and slap up. <laughs> this <laughs> old hole. <laughs> A backsplash on their bottomless pit. <laughs> Subway tiles. <laughs> On this edition of This Old Hole. <laughs> First you came and watched us build the baby pit. Now come watch us build the bottomless pit. <laughs> Special guest, Tim the Tool Man, Greek Taylor. <laughs> he walks in front of this bottomless pit, and what the hell else do you expect to happen? Right? It's like, hey, let's just casually saunter over to this bottomless pit, and I'm going to stand on this side. You positioned in front of the giant hole. Right. And then the messenger says, you're going to shoot the messenger? And Leonidas said, I fucking warned you. <laughs> he says, this is madness. And then uh, and we start the one-liners. Just fire him away. Just This is Sparta. This is Sparta. That's not even the first Spartan one. Spartan kick. The first Square one. into that sternum. First one-liner, I'd say, goes to, to Lena. I don't give a damn with about the, her in this movie. Only Spartan women oh, come give on. birth to real men. Right. <laughs> Right, but he kicks him down the bottom of his pit, straight to hell. And yep. they kick his buddies down the pit, too, and what, yeah. what do you expect to happen? Right, at this point, it's like, all right, so we're pretty much at war. It looks very cool. It does look cool. And that's it. That's true. That's I mean, as far as it if goes. it wasn't all tinted yellow. It's This movie is a Coldplay song. Uh, it's pretty much... it was all yellow. Because it's going to recycle jokes. Got yeah. it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I only know one Coldplay song. I can tell. <laughs> So Leonidas has to go talk to these ugly-ass deformed priests, because even though he's king, Sparta has a very intricate, confusing political system. Right. The king almost has no power at all. It seems like it. So Leo shows up, and he's like, here's the deal. Their army's <laughs> big. Yeah. yeah, it's short for Leonidas. I can try other things. Sure. <laughs> here's the deal. Their army's big, but we can use the hot gates as a choke point, take them out, even though they're still us. Have you heard the story about my wolf? Ah. <laughs> The gross dudes in robes watch a naked chick, the Oracle, ride for around for like a solid five minutes of, of screen time. It's all slow motion. All because <laughs> everything in this movie is everything slow in this movie is slow motion. You don't even this is an hour long movie without all the slow motion. A minimum hour, like maybe maybe forty five minutes. The thing that got me was I tried to count the slow motion shots in this because oh. I remember there being a lot. Did you give up in after the first... four minutes in? I said <laughs> it would be easier to count the ones that are not slow motion. Yep. What's going on? Uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. So the Oracle's like, nope. Don't you fight. Uh, we all want to We all want to die here. Yeah, that, nope. Nope. We, just, got, we got Greek Bob Vila creating I got creepy an old person pit. licking me. Uh, let's oh, just, God. It's so weird. Let's just continue as as uh, established. So Leo leaves all pissed off, and Theron, played by Dominic West, gives the priest dude some Persian gold because corruption and treason. Right. That exists in this story because it has to. Because, yeah, why not? So then the guy from Olympus has fallen is pissed. He knows he can't just defy the clergy, but Queen Cersei is like, figure it out, bud. So he's like, 
oh, like find a loophole? And she's like, or any hole. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. <sighs> this movie already. Already. So then the guy from London has fallen, gathers Did, 300 oh, Gerard bodyguards. Butler rolls. I know where this is going. <laughs> Keep going. Gathers 300 bodyguards, quote unquote, to go out for a leisurely stroll to the hot gates. Right. Loophole. This is a lot like an Iron Man situation with bodyguards. Where yeah. if you buy that, then you're a dumb dumb. Exactly. On the way there, they meet up with some other Greek dudes who are like, bro, there should be way more of you. And then the guy from Angel Has Fallen says, hey, man, you brought a bunch of pottery teachers and city planners. At least my dudes are soldiers. Yeah, they all look like soldiers, too. These guys are big boys. Yeah. These Spartans. Yeah. They've done some push-ups. <laughs> One or two they in their life. definitely maybe. had a shake weight next to their couch at all times. And they're just blasting those pecs. That's definitely the preferred workout method to of achieve Spartans, that physique. The Spartan army. Shake weights. That's it. All day long. All day. So they get to the hot gates and build a wall to funnel the Persians to the choke point. Quasimodo shows up. He's just a, a hunchback man. Just a severely disfigured Spartan exile whose parents ran off to keep him from getting thrown off that cliff. Right. See, they did good. Yeah. They were like, hey, we he don't did want not him get thrown to off the cliff. Get thrown off the cliff. Let's, let's get out of here. Let's move. Uh, he dreams of being a real Spartan soldier, but the machine gun preacher is like, nah, bro, you can't lift your shield high preacher. enough. This is fascinating to hear all these Gerard Butler roles. Oh, yeah. I had to do a deep dive. I could tell. So Quasimodo storms off, knowing a secret path that allow the Persians to surround the Spartan army. That'll come back. It will definitely come back. And they only mention it like eight times. That's so it. You only should, eight times. You should expect it. But the thing that I like here is that Leonidas, he openly tells the guy, he gives him like a shot. He says, oh, let me see your, oh, yeah. your, your spear. And he does. He's like, that's pretty good. Hold up your shield. And he can't do it. He's, he's not like, like a total dick about it. Not a dick and at he, all about he it. He offers him. Like, you can help out. You just can't be part of the army. Right. He's like, you can do your duty to your country and help the battlefield and clean yeah. up the wounded and all clean that the stuff. clean the wounded and, and deliver water and things exactly. like that. And he's just like, no. I'm going to go be Persian now. <laughs> then the Persians start showing up. First, it's like one dude with a whip and his hand gets cut off and he's sent back to Xerxes. Then a whole bunch showed up and they all get killed. And then Xerxes himself stops this is by. the fastest synopsis we're ever going to have. Oh, big time. It's amazing. Nothing happens in this movie. No. It's incredible. It's, but once you slow it down. It, lots happen. No, still nothing happens. <laughs> still, it just takes longer for nothing, no, nothing to, happen. to happen. Xerxes himself stops by and tells the Phantom of the Opera that he should surrender and be granted- the music of the night. Unimaginable wealth and power. Exactly. Yes. That too. And he gives the old bat fleck, do you bleed? You will. Yeah. Um, there's dialogue in this movie. None of it matters. Well, that's the same dialogue that he'll use again later. Yeah, I can't wait until he uses it the second time around. In Batman versus Superman. Can we talk about other Frank Miller things for a hot second? Sure. Sin City. Sin City. We're going to talk about it one day. Oh, we absolutely will. It's so much better than this, right? It's so much better than this. Like, the coloring seems intentional. It's strange, right? <laughs> Black and white with a hint of color. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Not Interesting. Just, not just yellow. Robert Rodriguez filmed it all in what seems to be 24 frames per second. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Doesn't have to slow anything down to do stuff, make a point. <laughs> sometimes sometimes you just film a whole movie at twice the frame rate you need, just so you have options. So you know you have it. Right, right. It's like, if we want to do this whole movie slow motion, we can. Oh, man. Just VO and slow motion. Yeah, and it's sad because there's so many great looking fight scenes in this. Yeah. Some of them will probably be very impressive at full speed. But they're really impressive at slow motion. It's oh, just, absolutely. There's so many other things in slow motion that it just pulls you right out. Right. It's like, oh, this again? Okay. Wake me up when we're going the regular speed. Right. Because that's when the things happen. That's right. So Xerxes is mad and sends in the immortals, which is like a bunch of soldiers with masks, a rhinoceros, a couple elephants, a really tall dude, and a fat guy with swords for arms. 
Those masks look awesome. They're very this cool. This character design is awesome. It's very neat. This one Spartan dude dies, and his dad flips his shit, which is totally reasonable, but like you did bring your kid to war. You brought your kid to war. Yeah. But then you also distracted the kid. He's right. like looking at his son. He's like, son, I'm proud of you. And the son's <laughs> just like, Hawk. oh, I'm being proud of. And, and then, my head is now and on nobody, the ground. Nobody said, hey, by the way, behind you. Someone get Greek Bob Vila doctor to put this head back on. <laughs> Here on This Old Medicine. I was just, uh, you beat me to it. I was going to say Spartan Quinn medicine woman. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Even though Hippocrates is definitely in this world, right? Probably. Yeah, well. Depends on what year it is. Back in Sparta, Cersei is hanging out with Spartan Abe Lincoln, trying to get a meeting <laughs> with the council. <laughs> These characters look insane. Oh, All the guys time. in this movie are just cartoon characters. Oh yeah, it's life. like what kind of what kind of beard do you want to have for this movie? And they're like, I don't know. Surprise me. Give me the Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she's trying to set up a meeting with the council because it's another part of this bizarre political system. He's like, I got you, but you're going to have to convince Theron, who's the dude from earlier with the treason right, and the corruption. The, the, the mean guy. Cut back to Quasimodo going to talk to Xerxes. Right, because- Since he felt betrayed by the people who yeah, could have thrown him off a cliff as he, a baby. He felt like the Spartans walked over him like a rug, so he decided to be a Persian rug. <laughs> nice. That was that's good. Xerxes offers him all sorts of money and sex and mostly just those two things, which is totally enough for him. And he, he spills about the goat path. Right. He's looking like, I can't even touch my wiener with my own arms. <laughs> I don't know the touch of it. <laughs> Do you have any idea what it's like to piss flaccid when you can't hold your wiener and aim? Oh, to be a hunchback. <laughs> it just and goes not everywhere. be in Paris. This is insane. <laughs> I don't even have any gargoyle friends. Oh, now I do. <laughs> Cersei goes to Theron and tries to garner his support for sending more soldiers to fight the Persians. He's like, what can you offer me? Like a creep. And then he rapes her. Um, is it rape? That's my real question here. Uh, I'm a pretty big defender of women all around. Yeah. And this might not be rape. Oh, I mean. Because she's, she openly says, what can you do for me? And she takes the strap right down. Yeah. And but she turns around and he's like, you're not going to enjoy this. Yeah. Which is, that's the problem, I that's think. The... Unless that's his way of talking dirty. And you can't get on a guy for that. Everyone's got their kinks. I feel like you could probably get on this guy. For any reason you want. <laughs> He's pretty slimy. He's, He's really slimy, but I actually enjoyed that about the character. It works. It's a little His bit one too of the, over the top. Yeah, but what isn't in this movie? That's fair. Everything is over the That's top fair. in this movie. He's just too slimy and one-dimensional. I don't know. That's fine. Back at the hot gates. Yeah. The Spartans hear so that they've been back. betrayed, and their defeat is imminent. The right. Ar- the Arcadians fuck right off. They're like, nah, we're Nah, good. dude, we're out. But we're the whole out. thing is like- the whole reason why this doesn't work is they're defending this one spot in, on this beach, if you will. Yeah. The hot gates, this funneled in spot. The one then, small spot that, that keeps changing the way it looks. Right. And Leonidas' <laughs> captain comes over. He goes, Leonidas, I have bad news for you. There's a back door. You know the one that the hunchback told us about earlier? The thing that he, he openly said. And, and then, then you- and, and you were like, get out of here, hunchback. Yes. And he's like, I'm going to come back. There's a back door. We, we're not watching it. Because we cannot fight in the open. This is not what Spartans are built for. This is Sparta! Exactly. That's verbatim. You nailed it. It's tough reading from the script like that. <laughs> Can't believe I found it online. But the Spartans love them some honorable war deaths, so they stick around. And the law-abiding citizen sends one-eyed Dilios back to Sparta to tell the tale. Right, he lost his eye for reasons unknown. For, yeah, there was war. Yeah, it was he's like, slow I, motion. I, I can still fight? And he's like, no, you're a really good storyteller. To which I went... 
bullshit movie. <laughs> I've, been li- ha- I've been listening to him tell a story. You cannot have a man who speaks like this and then tell me he's a very good storyteller. I mean... You at cannot. Least, at least now he looks and sounds like a Cyclops. Right, but here's the thing. is that He gets sent away, and more of the movie happens. Right. Like the big part of the war. I'm going to tell you more of the story I, that I wasn't there for. I wasn't for. there for this part, but trust me, this is how it played out. Well, yeah, that's... All of the fanciful elaborations in this story are because he's telling a story. Right, he even says... You don't want to know the truth, friends. The fiction is where it's at. Aha! Yeah. Zack Snyder said Dilius is a guy who knows... How not to wreck a good story with truth. So, <laughs> that's why he did it. such a loose adaptation that's, of uh, a famous historical moment. That's somebody perfect. Just uh, saying, hey, this is a good story, right? We'll get there. I uh, I call this a good story. We'll get there. Back in Sparta, Queen Cersei speaks to the council, getting mad props from Spartan Abe Lincoln. But when it comes time for Theron to support her, he has the nerve to accuse her of adultery. He yep. says she had sex with Honest Abe, too. And that's just dishonest. So she stabs him, which like good, he absolutely deserved to be stabbed. But then a bunch of Persian gold falls out of his robe, which is super convenient. Why do you bring your bribery money? Not even that. To the Why do you bring meeting? bribery money that isn't even good in this country right. anywhere? Right. Sparta doesn't even use. It doesn't even honor that. They don't. <laughs> Fuck this movie. <laughs> I gotta bring my Persian blood money to the council meeting. Right after this meeting's over, this money's gonna be legal tender. Spoiler alert, it's not. The Persians are surrounded. They made a sweet shield igloo, but they can only do so much. (laughs) The guy from the Ugly Truth stands outside the igloo, addressing the god king Xerxes. Xerxes is like, okay, so you're definitely going to die. Last chance. Surrender. You could be like Warlord Supreme of Greece or whatever. Well, this whole thing is it's more or less a Galaxy Quest moment of never give up, never surrender. Right. And just the Spartan way. That's the Spartan way. The Spartan way. To which this all feels like not, I don't know if it's a surrender or if it's his compromise with himself, if you will, of like, yeah, fuck it, we're gonna die, Spartans, but I'm gonna get on my knees anyway. Oh uh, no, that was it was a, a trickery. Dracula 2000 falls to his knees. Oh, shit, it's still going, huh? But surprise, <laughs> Magneto jumps out of the igloo and kills the Persian general. I forgot Magneto was in this. That's yeah. right. So now Xerxes is real mad, and he's like, all right, kill them all. And the Spartans get lit up by the huge Persian army. Yeah. But the guy from PS I Love You has one last trick up his bare chest. He throws the spear at Xerxes, which barely scratches his face, but proves the God King can bleed. That's it. Then Great. He get, then he gets arrowed. But we death. all won't know that because this is all kind of this technically made up. This is all made up. Yeah. But here's the thing is that all these Spartans just killed thousands of Persians yeah. in this one spot. This tiny little... And then they find out there's a back door, and then they go meet them, and then they die real fast instead of fighting it out. They do it; in the, they die in the dumbest way possible. Yeah. How they just go, An igloo. we're going to make a Greek igloo, <laughs> and then promptly die. And then immediately remove all the shields and face our doom. Right, and then get destroyed by a swarm of arrows. Heroic! So we flash forward. Dilios tells the story first to the council, and then to an attentive front line of 10,000 Spartans, leading 30,000 Greeks before they rush into battle against 120,000 Persians, which I guess is like better odds. Uh, sure. And that's uh, that's the movie. That's the movie. That's the... Holy shit. I actually like this last scene, and it made me realize something of how you have this man, Dilios, who's speaking in his dumb voice, yep. talking to thousands of people. Yes. And he's just walking around. He's going, and let me tell you about Leonidas. This is the story of Leonidas. <laughs> it's like, you know... Five rows back, no one can Nobody. hear you. Nobody, yeah. These There's are just like, men standing around waiting to run. Yep. 
and they have to wait a long time to run. There's like maybe 30 people who can actually hear him. Right. And even they're just going, this guy's voice, of man. this army of like 30,000. All right. So we've determined this movie sucks pretty hard. Oh, God. It's like, not. It's, it's not. pretty bad. Yeah. It's a shot for shot remake. I've heard. Of the graphic novel. I didn't read this graphic novel because this story just doesn't interest me the way Frank Miller did it. Sure. And that's fine. But shot even when you're shot. watching it, you can see every single one of these frames just popping to life. Yeah. And to me, that's why I think the slow-mo was used is because you have these still panels and he had to drag it out to be like, right. Remember this? Uh, he, uh, you saw that just, panel, right? It's, it's around for another 10 wait, seconds. Wait for it. Just wait just, for here, it. Go. here we go. Here we go. We'll get but, there. We'll get there. Uh, there it is. That's the thing that I think that that's why he did it. I think that's why he did the slow-mo for all this stuff because he wanted these gorgeous shots that he didn't even come up with that sure. Frank Miller did to to have that breathing room that you get in the graphic novel where you can actually look at these images and go, that's pretty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh... And this film is shot very pretty. Right. Right. It's um, it's all built up to be – basically the comic book was the storyboard for this movie. That's it. So they were like, all right, let's just recreate all this. Get the blue screen out. Let's go. Let's do it. They shot it in chronological order. That's fine. That's Sometimes you do that. But that seems dumb for the way they keep going back and forth. Yeah, but that makes sense for this movie. <laughs> well, yeah, because Zack Snyder didn't have a whole lot of originality when it came to it. He was like, all right, we're just going to do what's on the next page. No, but Turn I- Turn the page, let's do this. Let me talk about that for a second, because I found an article from Collider. And in that article, Bloomberg Business did an interview with Zack Snyder, and Snyder was asked about what other films he would like to make. Mm-hmm. To which Snyder said- he wants to make a film about George Washington in the style of 300. What? The quote from that article from, this is like an article within an article, from Bloomberg Business says, he has a picture in his office of the Revolutionary War hero crossing the icy Delaware on his way to decimate the British in the Battle of Trenton. We were talking about it, Snyder says. The first thing was we asked was, well, how are we going to make it look? I pointed at this painting and said, it looks like 300. It's not that hard. To which Collider, this part <laughs> blew my mind, said, Snyder in a nutshell, his style is take the artistry of someone else and find a way to translate it into motion pictures. Yep. And that's Zack Snyder. Absolutely. And they're absolutely right. We've we've questioned before, is he a good director or not? No, no, I don't think he is because the director's job is to get their vision onto the screen. Right. And, and Zack Snyder adapting somebody is else's just vision. Adapting somebody else's vision onto the screen yeah. and doing it badly. Every single time out. And that's why I think Dawn of the Dead is fucking brilliant. Man of Steel is a different movie. That's why. Because Man of Steel is mostly an original story. Yeah. Where he actually had to try a little bit. Maybe. (laughs) He actually had to try a lot. That's why I said Dawn of the Dead, I think, is his best movie. And that's even an adaptation of the George Romero movies. Right. Zack Snyder doesn't have an original fucking bone in his body. That's what it seems like. So now I'm curious. I actually kind of want to see the Snyder cut. I kind of do too, but at the same time, the thing is that I think Snyder likes staying relevant within this universe because they keep saying, release Snyder cut, release Snyder cut. And he Mm -hmm. goes, keep talking about me. You guys haven't caught on that I don't know what I'm doing yet. Oh, they think I'm creative. And the thing is, I always say Zack Snyder could frame a shot like nobody else, but Kenny. And the thing is, also, I think that it is a talent to take a still image and translate that into a three-dimensional image. Oh, absolutely. With motion. Yeah. And- the idea of a picture versus a moving picture is so different. Absolutely. I think the most fascinating part of a comic book isn't what you see in the picture. It's the gutter. It's because that is your closure, as Scott McCloud puts in Understanding Comics. That's the part that you have to make up in your own head. Mm. And when you translate a comic book to the motion picture, you don't get that. 
Right. You have to tell that part of the story. And I don't think Zack Snyder's capable of doing it. Uh, doesn't seem. No. In fact, he's just going to slow it down and live inside the frame longer. For as long as he possibly can. Yeah. That's it. And does he get the frame dead on? Yes. Of course. But it's also. But not, there's no substance behind his, it. Yeah. There's nothing. These movies are so empty and hollow. And I understand why people like this one. And I understand why people don't like this one. I loved this one when it first came I out. I did too. I thought it was fascinating. I bought it, it on DVD the gorgeous. week it came out. <laughs> I also bought it on DVD. And let me tell you. It looks terrible. That now. did not hold no, up. No. It's like grainy. Well, the whole movie has like this, this grungy feel to it. This over. Well, they called it. I think they called it crushing it where they, they brought all the blacks down. Okay. Do something with the contrast, but basically all they did was make the whole thing like a dark gray. There's no blacks in this movie. Nothing. Everything is dark gray and yellow, and right. sometimes the scene is blue to change emotion. It's just there's no emotion in this movie. No, no, it's uh, nothing. This is such an empty it's movie. Hollow. It sucks that we're talking about something so negatively, but that's what this one is. Yeah, th- and it's a shame because I thought going into this one that this was going to be one Fun. that I was going to enjoy. Yeah, yeah. The part that really ground my gears about this movie is that you get all these grand looking scenes, if you will, where it's very wide open. Yeah. But because it's shot on a blue screen, it almost looks like an old matte painting from like Wizard of Oz where it's like, follow the yellow brick road, but stop before you get to the matte painting (laughs) or else you're going to walk into the wall. Yeah. And it's like that feeling you get where they really can't go that far. (laughs) Well, even Lena Headey said when she was, when they were recording, she was like, there's nothing to be. There's nothing to have an emotional reaction to except other characters in the scene, right? Which is better than anything George Lucas did with the prequel Star Wars because they were just <laughs> acting towards ping pong balls. So that would have made it. That's harder. a leg up, I guess. I suppose. What a weird movie. Very, very strange. It's aged in a, in a very weird way, and that's not even touching like the whole, you know, good guys, bad guys, Eastern culture versus Western culture kind of Iranian protests and all the negative controversy that surrounded it. There's lots of controversy about it. Yeah. And I understand the controversy. I totally buy it. Absolutely. But at the same time, I mean, how far can you go with artistry when you talk about something like that of, yeah, it's clearly things blown out of proportion in order to get the point across, but you also have to respect people's heritage and feelings here. Exactly. There's there's definitely a balance that you have to maintain here. And yeah, it's being told from the perspective of one of the Spartans who's a storyteller and an embellisher. But like- you got to be somewhat sure sensitive to you're the, not wrong the way you're portraying certain you people. should have <laughs> some sort of sensitivity period yeah period. Uh, the persians got the real rough end of this whole movie yeah like big time yeah, yeah, if yeah. i were iranian i'd be fucking irate and they were yeah um, which is again it's and they were mad at Zack snyder but really frank miller is the one who was the creative mind behind this entire thing yes so uh, I mean, pick who you want to be mad at. You're right either way right. in this one. Exactly. Going on to a ridiculous article I found also. Ooh. Another one. It's from Thrillist. This is actually from 2016. It says, why 300 is the most influential movie of the new millennium. Oh? It's a lot of words that eventually just says. You give me the final musing. It gave us like the virtual studio. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really it. But they also talk about like the cast being ridiculously stacked. Obviously, you see some folks that you see that are like huge now. Yeah. But do you think this movie really holds up? Do you think if anyone watched it today that's never seen it before, they'd be like, that's great, man. No. That's awesome. No. No, because I think even the the beauty in the original cinematography has aged poorly. Right. And it's not impressive anymore because it's the same shtick that he pulls in all of his movies. It's like, oh, yeah, Wonder Woman goes in slow motion, too. 
but it makes sense there. And that's because he only had his finger on it. He didn't right. have his whole fucking fist in that movie. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, a lot of the things that it introduced have become, I guess you take them for granted now. It's really easy to do it, though, because yeah. of how much things didn't progress. Mm-hmm. So you do get everything looking the same at a point. And is that a problem? Probably. I don't know. I feel like there wasn't a lot of room for it to progress because the story was, you know, short. There wasn't there wasn't much there for really them to wasn't built upon. But they somehow got two hours out of it. <laughs> Amazing, right? Well, again. They got an hour and then realized it, it slowed all down. <laughs> uh there wasn't I mean, I guess maybe the second coming of the Spartan army could have had more color, paid it off somehow. But the sure. whole movie was just red and sepia. Yeah. For the exactly. most part. The whole thing. Oof. It was just somebody slapped an Instagram filter on a whole movie. That's it. And said, said this is original now. Go. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes. Where do you think this thing's going to land? One to 100. Uh, 65? 60. Okay. So still technically fresh. Not certified. Somehow. But technically fresh. But technically fresh. Audience score. 66? 89. What? That shouldn't surprise you for this movie. No, you're right. You're because right. this movie is not about story at all. It's about very, it's... very cool action set pieces. Yeah. And they're very cool action set pieces. Yeah. I do not want to diminish those at all. No, they are very they're cool and very well done. They're well some, choreographed. There's some very impactful visuals in this movie, too. Roger Ebert did see this thing. Of course. He gave it a 2.5 out of 4. Okay. So he said, this is fine and a little bit more. This is this is barely fresh. What he says is, I gave a four-star rating to Sin City, the 2005 film based on a graphic novel by Frank Miller. Yeah. Now, as I deserve, I get 300 based on other work by Miller. Of the earlier film, I wrote, prophetically, this isn't an adaptation of a comic book. It's like a comic book brought to life and pumped with steroids. Yeah. They must have been buying steroids wholesale for 300 Every single male character, including the Hunchback, has muscles of the finalist of, for Mr. Universe. I forgot that the Hunchback has an He's pack. ripped. <laughs> he said later on, I, I cherry picked this thing. I said a lot of stuff. He yeah. says, but to return to those muscles, he's obsessed with these muscles. Well, of course. Although real actors play the characters and their faces are convincing, I believe their bodies are almost entirely digital creations. They have Schwarzeneggerian biceps. I read that first time through. That was impressive. Thank you. And every last one of them, even the graybeards, wear well-defined six-packs on their abs. I mean, nothing else in the movie's real. Why should they be? <laughs> That's right. He says that he thinks that everyone is just working out at the gym. Yeah. Goes on about that for a little while. I think I read somewhere that Gerard Butler worked out four hours a day while filming this movie. Fine. Every day. Kind of have the, to. The whole 60-day shoot. 60-day shoot for this thing? Yeah. Nothing happens. 60 days, chronological order. Oh, my God. All right. I could have done it in 30 if they, you know, filmed like scenes together. <laughs> I guess so, but or if they filmed in nor- in normal time. That's true. Okay. But then it would have just been an episode of TV. Ready on set. Here we go. Sound speeding action. <laughs> do you imagine that on set? No. Zach, how did you do it? Well, <laughs> The trick is... Ebert goes on to say, they talk, the character's movie, as I suggested earlier, he did it, like pro wrestlers touting the big showdown between Edge and The Undertaker. He was with it in 2007. Yeah, he was. Look at him. He says, be afraid, they rumble, stopping just short of adding, be very afraid. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about going on the warpath, unaware that the phrase had not yet been coined by the American Indians. 
They're women, like Gorgo. That's Lena Headey's name in this thing. Yeah. Gorgo. They never say it. Right. Queen of Leonidas are as bloodthirsty as their men, just like wrestlers' wives. Oh, he talked about wrestling there for a little while. Too. Yeah, he sure he does. Had to. I don't know. No one could put their finger on this movie. No one. No. It's, no one has any clue what's wild. going on in this movie. It's about the Phantom of the Opera just showing up with an eight-pack and hurting some brown people. That's all I could tell. That's it. That's the movie. Whew. You want to find out what these monsters at Amazon.com think? Oh, I sure do. On Amazon.com, this thing's got 4,100 ratings. It's got a 4.5 out of 5. That's too high. 78% are five star, 5% are one star. It's too high. This is the first ever time I click the button that says, how does Amazon calculate star ratings? And now I know. <laughs> so Amazon calculates a product star ratings based on a machine learn model instead of raw data average. The model takes into account factors, including the age of the rating. Okay. Whether the ratings are from verified purchasers. Sure. And here's the kicker. And factors that establish reviewer trustworthiness. Factors. What are these factors, Bezos? That's you have to scary. tell me because we've been doing this for a long, long time. None of these folks are trustworthy. Do you think that means that the Amazon guys vote doesn't really count that much because it's always the same post? Maybe. It's possible. That's a bummer. I don't know, man. I really <laughs> don't know. Let's get into this. Let's do it. We touched upon this one already. From August 22nd, 2019. It's only less than a year ago. Yeah. A perfect Nazi movie. What? <laughs> <laughs> he says, a perfect Nazi movie. I see this movie as one of the most racist movies made by American film industry. First of all, black slavery was just invented by colonial Europe in the era from 1490 to 1860. And most ancient slaveries were mostly white. And the word slave itself is derived from Slav or Slavic people who are still living in Eastern Europe and Russia and parts of the Middle East. Okay. It's a fun history lesson. Sure. Where's it going? I don't know. Also, <laughs> notice that the movie depicts deformed people, like the hunchback traitor and the fighting monster of the Persian army. The movie depicts Xerxes as a beardless, shaven, clean face and with pierced noses, face, and surrounded by lesbian women. If Hitler was alive, he would love this movie. <laughs> what? Trustworthiness on Amazon.com. Uh, yeah. Part of the ratings, <laughs> guys. Hitler would love this movie. Don't drink and review and be old what and is white and racist. <laughs> That's probably what happened here. Oh, boy. There's a lot to unpack there. Too much. We I should hope, probably shouldn't I touch hope it that for safety reasons. Is in therapy. I doubt it. From December 25th, 2007. Having read the book that the movie was based on, I was very disappointed with the screen version. All the special effects tend to distract from the actual story, which, in my opinion, is one of the greatest stories of a small group overcoming insurmountable odds in the history of this planet. Strong words. The film turned it into a blood fest of epic proportions, well, which it certainly was. Okay. <laughs> but it was also a triumph of a small group who held a pass long enough for the main army to get settled and eventually kick some Persian butt. So if you have read the book, do not have high expectations for the movie. Well, there you go. But he's everything he says, says if you read the book, you definitely should have high expectations for the movie. No, that's right. Yeah, he's saying. It's one of the greatest stories ever told. It's the But don't expect much from the movie. I like how he describes it as the small group overcoming insurmountable odds. Yeah, but they, then he basically, some, like, he basically brings it all up. He's like, it's about a real small group just waiting around getting their ass kicked while the big army came. Yeah. Came yeah. around and kicked the butt. No, it's a it's a tale as old as time. 
you small group of plucky soldiers just waiting it out until the big group can come and against all odds surviving until they don't anymore. The big group didn't come for a year later. Yeah. According to according to Delio said well, this movie. That's the movie version. Maybe that's where it went wrong. Who knows? Who knows? It takes I a don't... while to get anywhere in Greek times. I, don't know. I wish Greece was still a place we could have we could ask <laughs> these people about their history. It's a shame. Uh, it's a shame. You know. History dies with the Greeks, all these, apparently. All these rumors about what <laughs> Greece used to be like. And we see it on film here. This could not be it, right? This Gosh. could not be it. It's a shame we're never going to know. Never, ever. From December 24th, 2009. I thought it would be something like Gladiator. Instead, it was a dreary colored computerized show. It was more like looking at one of those superhero comic books, only the characters are moving. Uh. Not anywhere near portraying an actual event. Total waste of money. It is a lot like looking at that with the characters <laughs> moving because that's exactly what it is. Exactly. Also, Gladiator's Robot. What's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> you want to stay historical about this thing. Gladiator also. It's not that good of a movie. Well, there it is. There it is. Wow. If you want to watch a great film about Gladiator, Gladiators. Plural. S- Spartacus. Sp- R.I.P. Yeah. Kirk Douglas. Mm. Stanley Kubrick masterpiece, though. It's very good. Also, a lot of things that happen in it. Glad here, just yoink. Oh, speaking of yoinking from those movies. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. From September 22nd, 2013. I actually like Gerard Butler, and I have seen him in wonderful romantic comedies. Yeah. But this one is so boring. This is the most boring romantic comedy I've ever seen. I completely agree. <laughs> There's that weird sex scene at the beginning that looks like it's like a Fiona Apple music video or yep. something like that. Yeah, like just... And then you have, then you have the rape scene. That wasn't romantic at all. No, and definitely not comedic. I cannot see Meg Ryan in this role at all. No, nope. She's still the queen of romantic comedies, if you ask me. She's great. She's perfect. Legend. She's, yeah. Legend. Who else would you ever cast in a romantic comedy? Get out of here. Always Meg Ryan. Always Tom Hanks. You're right. They should have brought in like Catherine Heigl for this thing. She was the thing then. She was in The Ugly Truth. Yeah. With I saw that movie in a drive-in. Oh, really? Along with funny people. The funny people. Weirdly enough, The Ugly Truth was the funnier of the, the, funnier the two, movies. two movies. Yeah, <laughs> Ugly true. people brought me down. It made me feel funny real bad people. about life. <laughs> ugly people would be a totally different movie. Whatever it was. this is It was a confusing night. No, ugly people would have been a funnier movie. That's the ugly truth about funny people. That's that the not funny very, truth about ugly that's people. That's right. <laughs> it's so complicated. Wow. P.S. I love you. I heard Kath, Kath, is it Catherine Heigl? She hasn't been a thing in 10 years. No, she... she disappeared she's nuts isn't she that's, that's what, what i hear. hear that's the rumor that's that's what people are saying right not not us we didn't i mean we said it but we, we said other people said it this you're right and we're nodding it's, to it's each other hearsay. but nodding isn't a sign of agreement on a podcast you can't prove we ever nodded right except for when they said the that we nodded of nodding she's allegedly crazy that's right allegedly completely cuckoo unlike the queen meg ryan right she's great long live the queen no, I'm nervous about Meg Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's nuts. She hasn't been a thing in a long time either. But I only think it's because she put in her dues. Oh, yeah. She did it. Yeah. You've got mail. It's wonderful. When Harry Met Timeless. Sally is a masterpiece. Chef kiss. Much, much better romantic oh. comedy than 300. Yes. 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 I know it's I know it's a bit of a <laughs> like a hyperbolic statement, but I mean, still you know what i think just most, how i feel most it's just people, how i feel personally most people would agree with you don't I come think. at me about that guys if you think 300 is better romantic comedy you like what you like as we always say yeah as the ginger skull would say there's no such thing as a wrong opinion 
but what you do have is a bad opinion. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> From March 15th, 2018, oiled, beefy men in underwear shouting hyperbolic slogans? Nice. Elephants falling off cliffs? Giant elephants. Hunchback with a grudge? Random torrid love scenes? You know, they actually should have called the movie, what do you say, Hunchback with a Grudge? That's it. That should have been the name of the movie. I'm so surprised Trome hasn't gotten on that yet. 300. Hunchback with a Grudge. I like it. It's like the WWF contracted and cast a surreal video game along a vaguely historical theme. Test screened it in a frat house and somehow sold it as a movie. That all checks out. The weirdest part was how it managed to be so action-packed and violent and so boring at the same time. <laughs> That's the Zack Snyder special, baby. That's it. Also, this person said WWF in 2018. Oh. It has not been that for God knows how long. Shows what they know. That's it. Invalidated review. That's You got to know your- WWE. Your, yeah, unless you meant the World Wildlife Foundation. Oh, it could be. Yeah, they could have done that because the elephants. Because the elephants and the, and the one rhino. That's it. That so maybe they're onto something. Was in 2007, better CGI than the ones in Black Panther. I've only seen Black Panther the once and it was on an airplane. Yeah, so you couldn't even tell. Couldn't even tell. We'll get there. I can't wait to get there. That's we'll the one I'm there. like, that and Thor Ragnarok, I cannot wait to get oh, to. Nobody can wait for you to get I to know, Thor Ragnarok. I know, and it kills me that I can't watch it because I'm purposely not watching it. That's fair. That's fair. We're very close. How close? Uh, we're like eight movies away. That doesn't sound very close at all. No, it's not that close, is it? <sighs> okay. From September 17th. 2007, 300 is an example of a director so obsessed with the technical aspects of the film that he forgets the most important ingredient, that of the performances. That checks out. He was so busy worrying about whether or not he could, he forgot to ask if, if he should. Not wrong. And I think that right there should be on Zack Snyder's tombstone when he kicks. That's it. Yeah. I think that sums up him as a director so perfectly. I take pretty pictures and I make a move, but there's no... But who are you? Why are you in my shot? Who are you? Nothing you, behind You him. walk in sack of meat reciting words? Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> What's crazy is he added in the whole plot back uh, in Sparta with Gorgo, or whatever her name is, Queen Cersei. Gorgo's not a name you want to yell out during sex. Maybe it's Giorgio. Right? That's worse. That's much worse. <laughs> oh, Gorgo! <laughs> this is... That's not a Favreau salute. That is a wiener going from hard to not. Uh, rapidly. Very quickly. In order for it to make that sound. It's Gorgo. Gor <laughs> oh, Gorgo. <laughs> Maybe it's Gorgio. I don't even want to think about it. Jorgo? It's not getting better. You're just reading Is Jorgo right the now. best version of that? That's how I said it when I read it. I mean, me too, but I'm wondering, oh, pronunciation-wise, is this like a gif-jif situation? It, it's possible. Last one I have. From August 15, 2007. I knew this would not be as good as all the reviews were saying, but I thought it would at least be okay. This movie sucks. First of all, the first hour is setting you up for the second hour of fighting. I mean, yeah, it's not you bad. Separate them by hours, right? <laughs> this movie is not nonstop action that others would let you believe. I really like Sin City. There is no comparison of the two movies. Agreed, no comparison. But he just com compared them. Just whoops, went out there and compared them. Ah, uh, damn it! I do that all the time with apples and oranges. That's it. They're both fruit. Can't compare them. But you can. But you can. They're both fruit. They're both films. That's right. Yeah. Uh, oops. This movie got reviewed really negatively from the people who reviewed it. Except for the 85% who gave it a five star. I don't even want to read the five star. I can imagine it's just, Woo 
<laughs> this is the best thing ever! This is in review. Jumpy, this jumpy, slashy, splatter! I can't wait to watch this and go watch the X Games from 1999 on tape! Yes! Brought to you by Mountain Dew before they changed the logo. Goodness. Mountain Dew Livewire. It's the orange one. <laughs> That's great. the tagline. The orange one. <laughs> It'd be amazing if that was how they started doing taglines for Mountain Dews. Why don't we give this thing a super stuff? Yeah, we probably should. But first, I have an actual IMDb trivia oh, fact. Oh, goodness. Did you know most of the swords in this movie were plastic? <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's good, I guess. That's your IMDb <laughs> actual movie trivia fact. I can't believe it that they didn't use real swords to slice off each other's arms. Who would have knew? Does that mean the blood? No. It's real? Uh, no. <laughs> huh? <laughs> Got to tell you something about movies, Dave. And blood. Blood doesn't splatter blood like doesn't that. Blood doesn't exist. Blood's not real. It's a figment of your it. imagination. I knew it. It's, it's a human construct. This whole time, everyone kept saying blood that's in your body. I'm just like, nah, nah dude. I don't got none that's, of that. Uh, that's Taco Bell. That's what's in there. I hate this fucking movie, man. I really do. I liked it before I watched it again. Yeah, if and you now it's just me, grinding on me. You would ask me a week ago, hey, what do you think about 300? I'd be like, yeah, good movie. Yeah, it's a pretty good movie. Yeah, all right. Now if you ask me about 300. Yeah. Oof. <sighs> I would truthfully rather watch my super ex-girlfriend again. I would, too. I would at least stay awake through it. You're, you fell asleep? Uh, a couple times. Had to all rewind right. it. And be like, wait, which slow motion scene was I on? That's right. Rough. Anyway, super stuff score. Let's start with story and motivation. It's pretty straightforward. It is pretty straightforward. I think the story is great. It's the it's 300 Spartans, yeah. their last stand. They their ha- motivation. They have motivation. I don't. What is it? Uh, to survive. To but, they, be... but then they surrender and die. Well, they don't surrender. They do. No, they fight to the to the very end. They commit themselves to death. They go, oh, we've got to die. This is what we do. And well, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna Spartan way. Spartan igloo it, and then just pull our shields apart and go arrows. Come on, come well, get they, me. They didn't ask for the arrows. They started stabby stabbying. All right, so they then got they got, they got ten more. They, and they got arrows outnumbered. Right, but it didn't fight to the death. That's the way that Spartans. If that's do. the motivation, then they did it because they did in fact die fighting. Come back with your shield or on it, victorious or dead. I guess we're going to go with a one if we're going to argue both those things. That's sad. That is sad, but- All right. There's the one for 300. We did it. <laughs> we did it. Hero. Leonidas. Leonidas. Doesn't save the day. Does not save the day, but <laughs> he's not supposed to. Well, I His mean- His job is to inspire by dying, by leading the small group and sure. letting everyone know you can stand up to these Persians. Yeah. And I also like how he's not a dick. He's not a dick. He's he's a good leader. He cares. He's a very good leader. Yeah. I'll go point seven five. He he is front line of everything. He is first one to dive into every That's true. thing. That's true. I want to go point seven five. I can't go a one because <laughs> yeah, it's because the music of the night. Yeah. It's Gerard Butler. No, it's Gerard Butler. No, it's no nope. words and lyrics. Th- that's. By it heightens each sensation. By Roger and Hammerstein, right? Yeah. That's not that. That's no, Andrew Lloyd Webber. Le- yeah. I, I had words in there. Yeah. They, they that's, connected. That's this episode's theater talk. We did it. Villains. I want to go negative. It's the Persians. It's not even. It's Xerxes. It's, it is Xerxes. And Xerxes is such a bad leader, he didn't realize you could go around? It that's means, all it takes is you could go around? It was a hidden path. What's hidden about any of this stuff? It's so out in the open, all it is is just wheat fields and rock. Yeah, but 
there's a cavern. That's where the, I don't know. Also, he's like eight feet tall. Yeah. Which is weird to me. That's, I mean, well, he's, you know, part of a story. I do like how when, he comes, when he comes up to Leonidas on his throne, he has this gigantic like marble staircase leading up the throne, and he says people carry <laughs> underneath walking. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. And then, and then they all uses... step out and become stairs. Human stairs. Yeah. So he gets uh, a point for that in my mind. So he's back to zero. Back to zero for human stairs. Human stairs. I'm into that. Let's get- That's pretty evil. Let's give him a zero. That's real evil, is human stairs. Human stairs is one of the worst things you could do, right. I think, to another Real degrading. Maybe not the worst, but- There's also right. there's also yep. Theron. He, he's pretty bad. He's corrupt I just and, don't care about him, Yeah, though. me either. He's right. so slimy and it works, but I just don't care. Yeah. Zero. Zero for villains. Caricature of the Persians. Right, racism. Teamwork. Or is it parents? We're going to go teamwork here. I think teamwork is makes more sense. They got their system. They have their system. They have their, what is it, the phalanx? Yeah, it's really boring to watch the system because they line up their shields. Yep. And then they just, like a linebacker, just dive on into that thing and, and then, then push, push back, and, back then and reach stab. the spears over and stab. And then they just repeat and repeat yeah. and repeat. And they walk over all these bodies but to keep effective. doing it. And it's extremely effective. But then at a point you see they're out in the open. Yeah, they just give up on it. They're like, all right, let's get out there and just it's get It's like, stabby. why not just... Retreat back to the holds. We're going to do this again. It's going it to be again. great. Yo, you guys probably do it on two sides I'm still, and be fine. I'm still going to go high on this one, though, because it's- Because they're, they're definitely a cohesive team. Yeah, I'm going to go 0.75. Yeah. The lack of retreating back to the hole they're supposed to cover. <laughs> yeah, that, that's going to cost them, yeah. but- The tight space. Female characters. Oh, shit. All we get is the queen- Gorgo. Cersei, and the oracle- the Oracle does nothing the, in this movie except show naked, a boob. Yep. And dance. And dance. And get licked by underwater. An old man. Right. Yeah. And then we get Gorgo, who was probably raped, but probably. It, it's definitely it's looking a, a that weird direction. gray area. Uh, it's slightly not gray, but it's still slightly <laughs> it's like, gray. Like if it's gray, it's like a really, really dark shade of gray. Yes. <laughs> she took a D for the country. <laughs> I mean, let's just call it how it is. I mean, you're not wrong, but it wasn't a D she wanted at any point. No! It's the D she got. <laughs> the D she... Nope. Nope. Still nope. bad. This is all bad. Uh, she's a really bad character. She's not... She's a strong female character for yes. what she does, but she's the only one, and every time she talks, it's about Leonidas. It just feels... I'll go point two five because she does kill the the slimy one. She the kills end. the slimy guy, and that gives her a quarter of a point. I agree. Setting. This is Sparta. It's the comic book version of Sparta on a screen, right? Which is inconsistent. We don't see much of this movie at all. No, no. We have a a few different places in Sparta, and then it's uh, this cavern that keeps changing shape. Correct. Uh, I'm going to go zero I for this one. That is fair. It looks pretty, but it is just yeah. all over the if place. If you're into yellow. If you like yellow, <laughs> which brings Chris us Martin. to style and tone. I'm going to go one. Really? Yeah. Uh, this movie was revolutionary when it came out in 2007. Is that more it's, impact or is that style and tone? It, it's going to lean into the impact, but the style and tone, there was that's, there was nothing like this when it came true, out. true, but it doesn't look good. Now it doesn't. I guess that kind of is what matters, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean. Okay. So I will reduce it to a point five. I do think this movie looks good still. I think yeah, these there are shots are really well set up. I think the coloring is all wrong. The coloring is terrible. I think the shots are really well done. That's fair. I because agree of with Frank that. Miller's 
Nice. Because because of drawings. Yeah, exactly. Not because of anything anybody on the movie did. Yeah, let's go 0.5 Frank Miller. A one for Frank Miller, a zero for Zack Snyder. Perfect. Nailed it. That averages out to a 0.5. Music. I will make an argument for negative here. I will also make an argument for I negative. I hate it here. how you have this orchestral score that's going on, and it's like, and it goes rock out of nowhere. Did you just sing the Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman theme? It's the one that went to my head because it kicks ass. You're but, right. It's it's great. But in this, they keep mixing it up for no reason at all. Yeah. Pick one and roll with it. I kind of wish they went with the rock score the whole time. Yeah, Tyler Bates. Is that who it was? Yeah, it was. It was Tyler Bates, which is surprising. It but, is surprising. But uh, what's even more surprising is the Warner Brothers statement that came out after the fact when they were being threatened with a lawsuit because, quote, a number of music cues for the score of 300 were, without our knowledge or participation, derived from music composed by Academy Award-winning composer Elliot Goldenthal for the motion picture Titus. Warner Brothers Pictures has great respect for Elliot, our longtime collaborator, and is pleased to have amicably resolved this matter. He just jacked the score from Titus. Wow. Which is why I'm arguing negative. Minus one. I want a full. Minus one. Because not only was it not good, it wasn't wasn't his. (laughs) Just like the rest of this movie, unoriginal. Right. One-liners. One. Yeah. Easy one. Probably yeah, higher. It's, it's mean, probably higher. Even on the backs of just the one line. Right. Tonight we dine in hell. Yep, that's the one. That's the one I was thinking of. Definitely. This is Sparta. That's the not, other one. Oh, I forgot about the this is Sparta one. Those are big lines. Their arrows will block out the sun. Then we will fight in the shade. It's very good. It's so good. It's very good. Come back with your shield or on it. Yeah, I'll go yeah, with one. I think one A is full blown one. One is is where this movie belongs for the one liners. Impact on the genre. It did kind of invent the virtual studio. Did it? I feel like it popularized it, if nothing else. But this movie showed you don't need to act against, like, to do it well, at least. George Lucas tried to do it. That's true. With the prequels, and it was a disaster. I mean, have you heard of a movie from 1999 called The Matrix? What's The Matrix? It's a movie that came out eight years before this one. With Sandra Bullock. Yes, I love every movie she's ever been in. Right. Sandra Bullock, The Matrix. Sandra Bullock. Matrix. That's the one where she's in space. Yep. Floating around with George Clooney. Right. Crashes down to Earth eventually. And then everything turns green. And then there's a rabbit. White rabbit that she had to follow. Yes, because he was late for a very important date. Right. And And then she took some pills. There were pills. There were two pills. Yep. She only took one of them. That's right. And it made her small. They were both red in this scenario. (laughs) What is happening right now? I just don't want to talk about this movie. Oh, okay. (laughs) That's what it is. I... We're on impact. Is that what we're doing? Impact. Point five. Throw it out there. I don't. I just don't give a damn about this movie. <laughs> we're, we're at the point where we're like, just give it a half point so we can stop talking about it. Uh, it, it was not, stop making a movie that's better than this. Was, was it's it not even close to better than was this. It, was it bad? I don't know. Just fucking end it. It did some important things and ultimately it got forgotten. And this is going to score a weird score, I think. All right. So the total for three hundred is going to be three point seven five. That feels high. It feels high for the negativity that we've given this thing. It does feel a little high, considering the way we've treated it, but it's probably where it belongs. Probably. probably Not against it. We were probably a little too harsh on it. You think? Then again, it could have been a better movie. So That's on you, Zack Snyder. That's not on us. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'll do better the next time Frank Miller writes a graphic novel. Uh, You mean the sequel? That came out. That was a thing. It did very poorly. Doubt that's going to be The fun. George Washington book. That's what he's waiting for. <laughs> Frank Miller. 
Frank Miller. Hey, Frank. Please write a graphic novel about George Washington. I so I know how to make my pictures. <laughs> uh, what are we talking about next week? Next week, we have something a little special happening. We're doing Batman Forever. With Tommy Lee Jones, Jim Carrey, Val Kilmer. Hell yeah. And with Tyler and Dave from Tadpog. This is so exciting. It's going to be so much fun. They chose this one. We're going to ask them why. <laughs> Even though I have a good reason. I, I kind of defend this movie. I mean, forever. I've a weird spot in my heart for it. It's been so It is long tucked since I've so deep it. into my heart. And it's probably the part of the heart that's going to kill me one day in my life. But yeah, probably. It's there. That's where Batman Forever lives. Just, just waiting to come up and seize your right. heart. Holy blocked artery, Batman. I can't even make words anymore. I blame 300. I do too. But I'm going to try to make a few more words. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, throw us a rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. You can like and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cape Podcasters. We have a Patreon where you can get exclusive non-super episodes over at patreon.com slash Podcasters. Last month we did Fight Club, and this month Coming out soon, we should have Airplane. So exciting. Sometime in the next, you know, March. Right, starring Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> Among others. As we all know. Yeah. A Leslie or two? I don't know. It's one. It's just one. If you have any questions or comments, stories, you can you can email them to us at katepodcasters at gmail.com, and Dave promises he won't sigh audibly on the air when I have to read them. I will not make that promise. That was <laughs> Brian saying that. <laughs> I will not make that promise. But don't forget to keep listening at the end of every episode for the post credits. They're there every single oh, one, no. every episode. <laughs> so I guess we're going to see you next week for Batman Forever. Same pod time. Same pod. Sparta! So, Brian. So, Dave. That's 300. It is. What do you think happens post-credits? 301. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's like a Dalmatian story. Oh, that'd be Instead great. Instead of 101, it's 102. <laughs> 303. <laughs> no, uh, I think we get a preview for... Ocean's 301. Zack Snyder's next movie. He found a comic book that hasn't been adapted. And I'm going to give you the synopsis here. In like a trailer... Dead former United States president. Exactly. Like that. But what I was saying. <laughs> Dead former United States presidents from George Washington to Gerald Ford have been resurrected. And that's bad. <laughs> the Marvel heroes can't be the ones to stop them. Someone is needed with the reputation, skills, and plausible deniability to take out these calm monsters and chiefs. Now. Monsters and chiefs. Come monsters. Like commanders. Got it. All right. Not like. Not, not the dirty one. Right. Got it. Ryan Reynolds in In Wade We Trust. Oh, jeez. Yeah, wouldn't that just be awful? Yep. <laughs> Sounds right up Zack Snyder's alley. Yep. Dave, what do you think happens? What I think happens is we get to the scene where Leonidas and Delios are on the mountain. And he's like, Delius, you lost your eye, bro. 
You can't fight. Your depth perception's real off. You're going to stab one of our guys. I'd imagine that's what he meant to say. Yeah. Instead of saying, you're a really good storyteller. Go <laughs> tell a story. Sometimes you have to lie. So he goes and says, this is a story I want you to tell him. I cut my eye real bad. So I want you to say that I put a mask only on one side of my face. But I also want you to make up some just music and words for it. Yeah. Maybe make it so that I live in like an opera house or something like that up in the rafters. <laughs> Just this whole movie is real yellow and bright. Maybe make it like music of the night or something like that. Oh, that's good. Andrew Lloyd Webber is going to sue your ass, Leonidas. 